So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Michael. I'm Matt from Normarks. <laughs> and we're going to ask them some questions today about their new album, Opt Out. I'm going to start, so congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Uh, it's been pretty amazing, honestly. <laughs> it's uh, the first time we've ever really gotten a response to anything we've released as music. So it's uh, overwhelming uh, and, yeah, incredibly, like, affirming and... and nice it feels really nice what about you yeah it's humbling it's been like it's just better than i thought or more than i thought i guess or something you know what i mean just bigger than i thought which is cool yeah yeah like people writing about our music and reading the different ways that they interpret it and think about it has been a really fun really fun experience to uh, see see what they get like where like the things that we're thinking come across really clearly and then like where they're kind of different but then it like kind of makes me think about stuff a little differently um so that's been probably the most fun part for me so deserved though mm-hmm. thank you thank you very much that's really nice yep. uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art uh the cover art was not kind of uh there's like this whole thing there's a song like the bell the serpent cowboy it's kind of this like image of this character that we all kind of came up with loosely Nothing's really written too much about it, but it's just kind of like a concept thing. Uh, so the the album artwork kind of lends to that. It's like kind of spacey. There's like you know a horse skeleton, a train in the middle of like a Marsy kind of landscape. Just something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we did like um, we did like mood boards, you know, and we sent them to the designer who we were working with. Um, yeah. What I was thinking about it was that I I like that it's like um, it's kind of a dark backdrop and it's kind of a dark or like a menacing sort of scene or landscape, but then there's a lot of color to it, which I feel like is one of the better ways that I, uh, without using like words necessarily, can maybe describe our music, which is like, you know, it's, um, I don't wanna say we're like dark people, but you know, we try to we try to get heavy when we can, um, but we also try to bring some sort of flourish and color and um, lightness, you know, to, to what we do. So that's kind of what I liked about the artwork personally. Um, and the title just came from actually, uh, when I was doing, you know, sort of like mid, mid quarantine, uh, during that, the sort of like darker days of the pandemic, I was, uh, you know, pretty much just a social media addict and I was kind of doom scrolling endlessly and uh, I needed to sort of write myself reminders. So one that I had on my computer screen here was a, a little note that said opt out just as a reminder that, you know, you can, you are allowed to log off whenever you want and <laughs> whenever yeah. you're feeling kind of overwhelmed. And, uh, I just saw it one day and I pitched it as the album title and most of the band liked it so so we went with it all right mm-hmm. that's uh, always good to just kind of sorry it's always good to just kind of have a reminder that like you're always able to kind of log out because some people feel entitled to be like no i have to be online i have to have this presence mm-hmm. for the band or you know just my music project but social media sucks all the time <laughs> so it's always nice to just kind of have a hey it's okay to take a step back for a second yeah yeah i mean that's pretty much my excuse all the time for why i can't like you know, log out for long periods of time or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I try to do all kinds of different stuff, blocker programs or put my phone in another room while I'm doing something, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's literally addicting. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, sometimes you just find yourself doing it when you don't even mean to. So mm-hmm. like, oh God, I'm down the rabbit hole again. I, <laughs> yeah, I was I supposed to be doing my homework. Now it's late. What the fuck? <laughs> and now I'm on the funny bird app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent 20 tweets about banging moms on the fucking funny bird app. Yeah, and God, I, got, yeah. I got no schoolwork done. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? 
it's been uh i mean long we've had a lot of these songs for a couple of years we just kind of started playing them practicing them and we did that for the whole album then we you know released a couple of songs before this record we tried to like totally diy record it and we just it was fine but it wasn't as refined as we wanted it to be uh so then once we had these you know these 12 songs uh we went to like a you know we got really produced for the first time which that was kind of the biggest change in the writing process for us and the best change i think um so just working with people that like actually cared about it and gave us input and wrote some parts here and there and changed some stuff here and there that was like the biggest change to how we've done everything traditionally kind of up until this point well the other big change too was matt used to play bass and we had a cut one main guy that played drums for us but really only for our live shows and so mm -hmm. we didn't really practice with the drummer so matt moving over to drums and then matt galante joining the band to play bass and he had his own um he liked a lot of the same music as us, but he had his own like influences that he brought in. And then, um, so, but he knew exactly kind of what we were kind of going for too. So he was able to sort of blend all that and add sort of a different dimension um, of like heaviness or, or aggression, sort of a different uh, depth in that sense. Um, so that was also the biggest change for writing. So the kind of three songs that we self-recorded were sort of like in this batch of songs um, we just realized that we weren't really doing all these songs justice by recording them ourselves. So we kind of saved everything else we had for the album. So which song off of this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? It took the longest to write. Are you, uh, well, I mean, the, the oldest song is probably, uh, I think you earned it. Um, yeah. But it actually, when it was written, came together pretty quickly. I think maybe the longest was Wrongdoing. Actually, probably for like a 90 second song, that was probably the one that required the most work and Definitely the most rewriting. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the wrongdoing probably. My favorite song right now is The Ballad of the Surfing Cowboy. Um, but it kind of switches a little bit. What about you? What's your favorite? Yeah, it's really fresh. I mean, like right now, to play Ballad is probably my favorite, but I mean, I still like really like Epiphany. Yeah. Uh, it's just so fresh that it's hard to like. Has it sat long enough with me to be like, oh, this is the one that like is best to play live and people like it the most and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. So, yeah, Epiphany probably right now, I guess. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so where was your headspace at while you guys were writing the album? All over the place, uh, really. <laughs> I mean, the, listen to them, it's like crazy. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, just between starting it like two, two, two and a half years ago, some of those songs, and then writing through the pandemic and then not being able to practice and hang out as much. And everyone getting divorced and broken up with. Yeah. And, and, and like, <laughs> oh, God. Truly, it kind of runs the gambit of emotions. I think that there, we, did, we definitely didn't sit down and have like a theme to it, even though one kind of emerged, I think, naturally, but it's all over the place with what some of those songs are about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're considering the primary like writing time being like mid last year, like summer into fall of last year. I mean, it was, that was pretty much a rough time for me, I would say, like just not doing as well as some of the other guys maybe with um, with the lockdown and with, with uh, just the way the world kind of was going. Cause they were mostly all working still consistently and they had jobs that got them out of the house and stuff. And I was just at home pretty much 
I pretty much haven't left home since like February of 2020. <laughs> God, that's valid. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so it was kind of just for me, it was like cathartic, you know, it was the, the writing of the music was cathartic in a way to sort of like purge um, stress, you know, or anxiety that I had. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this record for the first time should they play it in the car with friends should they blast at a party should they turn off the lights and put on some headphones on what do you guys recommend yeah i think it's i think it holds up really well in the car i think it's a car album too yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's a it's a good like um, yeah just going somewhere you have 25 minutes yep put it off like front to back for sure driving home from a show afterwards you know yeah yeah. like yeah yeah way to go do something yeah yeah yeah. it's it's a good it's a good car right turn it up yeah it's kind of kind of cold now so but you know in the summer with the windows down it it, it's good for that kind of yeah all right i mean even even during the winter roll the windows down freeze your tits off like (laughs) exactly frostbite yeah Yeah. uh so this question should be this going to be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Both of you have to do it. I would say fun or funny, maybe. Maybe I'd say funny because I, there is a lot of humor on the record and I want people to, to kind of listen for that and appreciate it. So funny, let's say funny. Let's say dense because I feel like we pack a lot in there for a short amount of time. And... Um, exciting or like uh trying to think of a word that you know i think i want people to like move around wriggle a little bit when they listen to it uh there's like dancey parts and there's kind of like head banging parts so let's say uh let's just say exciting uh for lack of a better term uh three words no more no less um this is a tough one uh <laughs> it's supposed to be super super quick don't think about it too hard. I, I just can't i can't i'm freezing up i'm freezing up uh shit i'm i'm sorry i'm totally drawing a blank i'm fucking this one up bad yeah just just three <laughs> the first three words that, three that come words. into your head uh party uh dark uh ethereal okay there you go yeah. see Right. See, you did good. Thank you. you. I, did, good. I need to coach through that. <laughs> exactly. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, so, what emotion or, oh God, I messed that one up. So, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? That's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> you I think as long as it is, is uh, an emotion that, uh, what's like a word that makes somebody just kind of book inwardly or like, Mm, reflective yeah maybe reflective mm. but like in a reflective mood um that's good would be the thing that i would want people to because i think that's where a lot of this was for us uh obviously i'm not gonna map somebody doesn't but i think that was kind of the whole point of the record for us um or that became the point of the record so if, if people took that away from it i'd be like cool we painted a good picture mm-hmm. yeah i'd piggyback off that and i would say just like um i just want people to feel um, intrigued by it. And like, uh, like when they listen to it, oh, I think one thing we, that I like that we do about it in this record is we keep things kind of vague and like 
specific but not so specific that like it feels like you're just like listening to someone read their diary not that I mind people do that either but um you know I want it to feel like something that people can kind of connect to in the sense that like maybe they've been there or they just feel comfortable listening to somebody else talk about how they've felt in certain situations or how they experience certain emotions um and to feel uh the full sort of spectrum of an emotional experience um and and enjoy the human feeling of just like the, the human feeling of feeling conflicted or anxious or confused in the face of like sort of a, a lot <laughs> a lot of you know stuff outside of yourself and um and just embracing that you know so yeah i guess i want people to come away from it feeling comforted and human uh and comfortable in their humanity all right that's a good answer <laughs> um, that was good so picture, picture this, Sean Tori, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Ooh, Slim Jam Red Bull. Okay. Good answer. Ooh, okay. I didn't think of Slim Jams. Oh. Have you I had mean, those probably... um talky Slim Jims? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I know you're good. Wait, wait. Are they Slim Jim flavored Takis or Taki flavored Slim Jims? Taki flavored Slim Jims. No, but I am a fan of the Tabasco. I was going to say that's the best flavor. So yeah. mm-hmm. I can see myself. I, I love Takis too. I didn't know that was even a fucking thing. Yeah, it is. I, I had one the other day. It was pretty. I'm not like a Slim Jim fan. Like, I'm like, it just doesn't work in my head. But I thought they were pretty good. I thought I was like, okay, I, I get it. I will keep an eye out. Yeah. My wife judges me for eating Slim Jims, but they're delicious. <laughs> I can't stop myself. That's a good answer. So, actually, probably Slim Jims would be my answer. But my first thought was like Doritos. And then I would either get, uh, I would get a candy to go with it. Either Snickers if I want chocolate or like Jelly Belly jelly beans if I want something like sweet and fruit flavored. Yeah. And then maybe like a Starbucks, one of those like Frappuccino. Frappuccino. Oh, yeah. The little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Uh, So (laughs) on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? I don't know. That's a good question. We would be like. I wonder what you're going to say. I think um, I have an answer. No, we would be like a like a chicken palm, like a good chicken palm. Like it's like, it's like three simple ingredients, but that shit is awesome when it's together. Yeah, you know what I mean. It would be like tacos that are like flame grilled, nicely done. The meat is nicely done, assembled with like a smorgasbord of different toppings. You know, mm. maybe a, maybe a pick your own, like a craft you can go in and craft your own taco. Yeah, <laughs> we're taco yeah. bar. <laughs> taco <laughs> bar. Okay. <laughs> Two completely different answers. Yep. But, yeah. <laughs> I have a much more refined palate than my brother. That's so. very true. I just love tacos and pizza. Uh, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Uh, in my garage. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope we're just so kicking around and doing this. I mean, the... Yeah, I would, I would like to have another record at least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I would like to have done a tour or two at least. Yeah. Even if it's a week or two thing. Uh, I would like to play some some bigger venues in the city for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's goals and aspirations, and I hope that we just meet them and kind of keep down that path. Uh, I think everybody's lifelong dream would be to like make money touring and doing the whole thing, you know. But I also think that we're all kind of real about that, and like, uh, you know, if it happens, it happens. There's kids, there's families, there's relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was a point we could get to, that'd be sick. But I think we set goals for ourselves, and I think as long as we continue trying to achieve those and we do that for five years i'll be so stoked yeah i'd like to also experiment musically even you know more than we have and 
training stuff. And I think a big thing for me is now that we've kind of, I feel like we've uh, created like a nice network. I would really love to see what happens if we like keep working with Tony and Kat from Hot Mess Records who recorded us and Bridget and Haley from uh, Take a Hike Records who like release this with us and, and really try to grow sort of like everyone's yeah project you know almost like a collective yeah Yeah. uh so i would like to have i'd like to have a role in helping everybody that's sort of like outside the band but connected to it also achieve what they want to achieve too that's good that's very good uh so for these last couple questions we're going to shift away from music if that's okay with you two yeah all right six (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) Uh, so we're actually going to go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? You go. No, you go, because I don't have an answer. All right. Well, I would ask them to find the best shitty Chinese restaurant nearby. <laughs> and I would just okay. want one of everything on the menu, because that's my favorite way to eat uh, Chinese food. Are you washing it down? Um, just, you know, some nice whiskey. Maybe like a good question. I don't have like a very refined whiskey palette. I just know what I like. What is Whatever that bottle of bourbon I have on the kitchen counter is, which is not a great answer because I don't know what it is. I'm <laughs> So good that you don't even know what it is. <laughs> I just like the label. I buy it off the internet. So. <laughs> I think mine would simply be like a very large New York style pepperoni pizza mm. and like slice of pie. Yeah, like a six pack of yingling or something. All right. <laughs> that, would, that would be it. All right. Good answers. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Uh, so I listened to a couple episodes and this this is the question. Sorry to hear that. that. <laughs> No, it's fun. It was fun. Um, I, I can't remember who said it, but somebody had the the point that I couldn't get over was like probably the one I'd be most familiar with and comfortable with is like the DC Comics universe. It's where mm-hmm. I spent the most imaginary time, but it probably would be terrifying to live there. So I don't know. I mean, like maybe that's gonna be my answer, but it's probably not a very wise answer. It just I just think Batman is cool, so I... That's, Batman is pretty cool. Oh, but you don't want to live in Gotham. You wouldn't really last a week. No, no, no. I probably want to live in, like, Central City with the Flash, where the villains are a little... They're a little goofier and less... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Put me right in the Shire. <laughs> okay. Just stick me there. Let me eat the food. Let me drink the ale. Or should we live in the Sopranos universe? No, hell no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just, just go to Jersey first, first off. <laughs> Exactly. Literally, yeah. The East Coast doesn't fucking exist. Glory and I live on it and doesn't it's not fucking real. It's not real. <laughs> no man, I, yeah, um, give me the shiner because like the, they, they never get attacked over the rings and they just have fun. I'm all about that. Exactly. Oh shoot. That's my question. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. What is your favorite color? Mm. Is it like wrong of me to just say I love the color black? Like I like. No, I'm dressed in all black just, right now. Just, That's the only thing I wear. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it just seems like such a cop out for like an alternative. I wear all black. I'm like, I, I just think it's always cool. It never doesn't look cool. I'm partial to orange personally, but mm. I like, uh, I, but I also like the colors that blend well with orange. So uh, green and purple, I think um, I'm fond of, but, but orange is kind of my go-to answer. Orange is a very good color. Second. That's my second. <laughs> Those are mom's favorite colors. Black. Oh. I am my mother's son. 
good answers uh so as Corey said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you guys would like to plug they just yeah please check out our album opt out uh streaming all the streaming places and uh if you like it check out take a hike records.limitedrun.com they have some merch you can buy merch from us or there are other bands okay cool weekend run club heat cloud houses um yeah and if you like our music just follow our instagram at norm marks music see all the bands we play with and all the bands that we kind of like try to share because we always are making a point to share music that we like and Check them out. Everything in Chicago is pretty great. So, oh yeah, you got it. Twitch.com slash shame. That doesn't. I mean, <laughs> do that All right. Uh, well, thank you for sitting out with us, guys. Right. Thank it's you guys so much. Guys. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Uh, this has been Nora Marks, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.